Hello out there. It is a wonderful November morning here in Ohio, and I am with two good-looking, well-behaved, currently being fed children as we embark on our Friday and enjoy some remote learning. I wanted to start off today by going over a topic that I'm very excited about. I've done a little bit of, given myself a little bit of time between the last podcast and this one just to gather some information and be really excited and prepared. But this morning, we are actually going to talk about... Support system! Yes, your support system. What does it look like? And are you happy with it? Do you have a strong support system? And I want to discuss a little bit of what does it take to build a support system at home and at work because, of course, you need both. You, you, If you're a working parent and maybe having a strong support system is something that is on your mind or you've maybe even been reorganizing your support system or maybe you're nervous about creating a support system, I, I just wanted to kind of give some ideas on what does my support system look like and here's what I will tell you. It takes a team. It takes a team of people to be able to support um, not just a family, but a working, you know, parent. And here's what I love about my current support system. It really is a mixture of family, of friends, a support system from the angle of the education and the schooling. But a lot of times, too, what builds a great support system is really just who who are you currently surrounding yourself with daily? Are they encouraging you? Are they supporting you? And the best way I believe to build a strong support system is literally by including people in your vision. If they're a part of supporting you, whether it's through watching your kids or carpool or daycare, or maybe just even that babysitter on the weekends, what whatever that person looks like, and it doesn't just have to be a caretaker. It can be the friend who talks to you on the way to work. It can be the person that you know you always run into when you're getting coffee in the morning, and and you guys exchange pleasantries, and they're a positive part of your day. Um, but anyone that you allow to be a part of your life. I, I don't know if you have kind of a the non-negotiable qualities that they have to have, whether they have to believe the same way as you, whether they have to think the same way as you, but my three are just this. If it's people that breathe life into me, people who are encouraging and see the, see life as a privilege, and also people that are truly looking to help and support one another. Those are some of the qualities that I look for and and also am working on becoming those things for other people. And and it's a life journey. It's it's not something that I think I will get to become every day or even attain at some point in my life, but I'm working towards it. And a long time ago, I remember there was a tougher time in my life. I was getting support, you know, at home, but I I wasn't really building support system at work. And so what happened was I was unhappy with some of the decisions I was making at work. I wasn't hiring enough people. I wasn't staffing enough. I was feeling the stress and the strain. And what was happening is I was bringing home some negativity and and all of a sudden the the support system that I had was hearing me complain. And and I think I I do a really good job of recognizing when people are negative 
now in my life because I think I I found a lot of negativity in different parts of my life, especially early on. And, you know, I'd watch people who didn't have children and they would just wake up and go to their job and they would have so much extra time in the morning and they always looked ready. And I'm thinking I had, you know, poop and throw up on me uh, only an hour ago and now I'm interacting with human being adults. And so I, I think I silently compared and judged a lot of times my peers and there was a moment where I just remember deciding I was wearing out my support system. They were hearing me being negative and and not supporting them the way that they were supporting me. They were they were supporting me so I could go and do a job that I loved and what was happening is based on how I was doing my job, I wasn't loving it the way that I knew I should and I was becoming a burden to those people. And so here's, this isn't really a note-taking podcast, obviously none of mine are, but if you want to take down a note, I think the first note that I, and I remember writing it on a notebook and a mirror, and um, I just wrote, choose joy. Choose joy above all things. If you can choose to be joyful and not happy, sometimes I wasn't happy, but you choose joy in the tough moments. You choose joy when you know that you were supposed to get home in 25 minutes and the commute became 40 minutes because of an accident. And, and you pray for the person who, you know, maybe got off the road or there looks like there's damage or there's a problem. Like, and I just remember putting myself in that position and, and it was a hundred percent because of my faith. And, and I, this isn't, you know, meant to be a faith based maybe podcast, but I do think that it's important that you hear that to build a support system without the Lord, I think is very challenging. Um, I have people in my life that when they, when they know that God has placed a, um, an impact or a vision in my heart to go and to be a part of something at, you know, my job, or they know that the Lord is a part of my day when I'm going and speaking with people and interacting with people. And they get to be a part of that. They're the reason that I get to go do that. They, their role becomes even more important and significant than they can ever imagine. So, Uh, Another thing, if you're thinking of, is there anybody you need to thank in your current support system that you just couldn't do what you're doing without them? I know I have those people and I feel conviction even as I'm speaking to you because there is so many ways that I could be more thankful and appreciative of those people. Um, I think there's so many times where I'm like, well, isn't that just, you know, like we pay this person or we, you know, of course they want to help out. Like they're a family member, but truly um, caretaking, supportive roles, they it becomes what I think is the most important life lesson, which is how do you serve others? How do you work to be a servant leader? And I, I think as you guys are probably listening to this and and if you hear a kid or two hollering in the background, don't worry, they're just finishing their breakfast. But um, I, I want to talk about, there's been a couple of times in my life where I've felt the most support. And whether it's support from family or friends or support from a coworker, but um, I think part of understanding what you need from people is understanding your love language. And I won't go into too much depth of love languages because you guys can look that up or figure out kind of on your own what that means for you. But um, I think that if you know your love language and you know that 
quality time is very important to you or you know that uh, gifts are very important to you or words of affirmation are very important to you, um, make sure you understand that about the people that are supporting you as well so that you can be a good communicator with them. I remember it was my first travel trip as an area manager when I had come back to work after I had had Kimber, who was my second, and she was about six months old when I was going on this trip and it was going to be a three-day trip and I was going to be traveling with my boss. It was car, you know, I was in my car, he was in her, his car and we were going to be driving from the Piqua store, Piqua, Ohio, about 40 miles north to the Lima store and then the next day we were going to drive another 50 minutes and work in the Finley store and then we were going to drive another hour and work in a Maumee store, Fallen Timbers and then we we're going to finish out our week in Toledo and then I was going to journey home. And one of the things that was very important to me and every parent, I think you have your thing, whether it is, I really want my kids to, you know, be involved in this activity, or I really want my children to learn sign, sign language as babies or whatever it might be. And for me, it was, I wanted my kids for the first year to be breastfed. I wanted to be the working mom who also could do breastfeeding. I know in some of you, I hope maybe looked around because you're like, where did this podcast just go? She's now said the B word twice. Yes, I am going to talk about it because I think parenthood and motherhood, um, sometimes we glaze it over or we don't really talk about the nitty gritty, but I, I, I just, I want to be authentic in this podcast and share what happened. And to do that, I kind of have to be specific. So that morning as I'm preparing for my trip, my business trip, I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited, but I also am going to miss out on a couple of days with my kids. And so I want to make sure that I have all of their things figured out. I want to make sure that I'm not leaving my mom or my husband in a unique spot by not being prepared with having enough milk or diaper bags packed or outfits laid out. So I'm kind of doing everything I can that morning before. And I'm also packing my own clothes, my own suitcase, my own uh, bath and, and things that I'm going to need for the week. So As you probably can imagine with a six-month-old and a two-year-old at that point, my morning was a little hectic. And as I got to work that day, I knew kind of the timeline of when my uh, boss, Tom, would be visiting and then when Tom and I would leave the the Piqua store to go to Lima. And I was scheduling my pumping around kind of when are we going to get there? When are we going to leave? Kind of how is this going to work with not affecting the visits and the day and the travel. So I thought I had a pretty good plan, but as most plans and as motherhood goes sometimes and work life goes, um, the plan started to change. And I thought we were going to leave at a certain time. And then we started to commit to being there a little longer. And, and there was enough happening in the store that I felt the need to really commit to being, you know, in the, mo- in the moment and in these conversations and decisions and actions that were happening on our sales floor with the team. And I, I kind of started thinking, okay, it's probably time. I probably need to excuse myself. Um, but Tom had said, you know, hey, let's try to leave by this time. So as we were finishing up, um, another person wanted to talk with Tom and, and our time was delayed a little bit. And now I'm starting to get a little nervous because I know that I am going to have to now probably assemble my pump and pump in the car on the drive. And luckily I'm in my own car and I'm, I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. But I had never done it before. And seven, eight years ago, you know, breast pumps, I think were a little less cool, a little less, um, you know, technology savvy than they are now. Um, and there was 
probably six or seven pieces that I would need to kind of assemble to put together to make this work. And so we get on the road and I'm at a point where, you know, I probably should have made the decision to go to the back an hour ago. And in a little bit of pain, those moms out there know know what I'm talking about if you've ever experienced this. But um, we're now driving. And as I'm putting together all of the pieces, I realize I'm missing one of the pieces to my pump. And what's significant about that is the entire system will not work without it. So as I am realizing this, I'm running through my options. Okay, do I turn around? Do I, you know, maybe try to find a place and buy this piece? I'm trying to think, where could it be? Could it be at my home? Is it with my mom? And so as I am almost at the verge of tears, feeling very irresponsible, I dial my mom. And I, I know that not everybody has maybe, I'm going to say mom, but think of that person. If it is your mom, great. If it's somebody else that's, you know, your person in these moments, think of that person. Because I thought in the moment of me working very hard to be a great mom, I needed my great mom. And what was amazing about that is, you know, the first ring she's picking up and, oh my gosh, how's your travel going? And where are you at? And, and, and you know, let me update you on the kid's day. And, and my mom is very detail oriented, especially when it comes to how much she loves my, my kids. And um, I interrupted her and I said, mom, I think I left one of my, my pieces to my pump in the diaper bag. Can you see if you can find it? And to this day, I don't know. I don't know if she did find it in her house or in the diaper bag or if she drove 20 minutes to go get it at my house and then got on the road. But my mom said, I will figure it out. Tell me where you're going to be. I will bring it to you. And in that moment, I thought, I have so much thankfulness and gratefulness and relief knowing that I have a person that makes up for my errors makes up for the mistakes, f- covers the the moments where I, I thought I had it covered and I didn't. And I don't know if if the support system in your life is is bringing you know all the things you need at all the times you need and and I am probably one of those people that I don't ask for help that often because I'm stubborn and I'm working through you know my stubbornness, but I. I did in that moment and I'm so glad that I had a person to reach out to that didn't make me feel bad. She didn't ask me 15 questions about why I wasn't more organized. She didn't, you know, rub it in. She didn't say, well, gosh, Amy, that's going to be over an hour drive one way. You want me to be on the road for probably two and a half hours tonight after taking care of your kids all day where you are at work? And you know what? She could have. And I'm so, so very thankful that she did not. So, when you guys are evaluating your support system, I think one of the greatest things about great support is there are times we ask. I think there's a lot of times where great support systems, they anticipate. They can tell. They can they can sense it in you when you need additional support. And I think when you get great support, you also know what great support feels like to give to other people. So I want to transition really quickly and, and talk about what does a work support system look like? 
In my field, um, it looks like uh, a team full of equipped and, and ready people, people that are committed, people who work hard, people who prioritize well. Um, I, I think that probably goes for a lot of job forces. The benefit of uh, the the job that I have is I get to pick those people. Um, an HR department isn't telling me you have to work with this person or here's your partner. I get to choose who those people are. And although this is not a recruiting podcast, if you're listening to this and you think, well, that sounds pretty cool, it is. It also comes with a lot of responsibility of you got to pick the right people. And and when I think about the people that I've picked, I, I'm so proud of who they are um, and who they've allowed me to be because truly when you have a great support system at work, you're able to have that, what everybody loves to say, a great work-life balance. It doesn't mean that I don't stay late. It doesn't mean that I don't go in sometimes on days that I wasn't scheduled um, because there's also the responsibility of I get to be the business owner and with that comes a lot of additional um, responsibility, but also privilege. One of the things that I remember early on being told is you will be defined by the people you surround yourself with. And this was an analogy that my mom used a lot in high school is she would meet a friend of mine and uh, she could tell if that friend was maybe a good or a bad influence. And we always used kind of the example and I remember driving and I I think I'm really good at rolling my eyes. Like I think if there was like a professional sport of eye rolling when I was like in like 10th, 11th grade, like I I think I like national champion Olympic gold medalist right here because my mom would say things and it's so funny how in motherhood, the things you teach your children, sometimes the lesson lands uh, maybe months or years later, maybe decades later. But um, the lesson was, imagine yourself standing on a card table. So a, a card table, it's got four legs and card tables are not that strong. And that is an image of you trying to separate yourself or, you know, kind of be at a higher expectation or level than other people. And let's say you surround yourself with other people who don't choose to be on a card table. They, they're they like, hey, you know what? Like, I, I kind of like where I am. Like, that looked like a lot of work to climb up there. And my mom always used the example of, is it easier to pull somebody up onto the table with you or would it be easier for them to pull you off the table? And, you know, as you kind of picture it or maybe have that mental image in your mind, you think it'd be a lot easier for people to drag you down than for you to pull people up. Now, here's what I found out. A lot of life is trying to bring people up if you're choosing to surround yourself with people who aren't at that same level of expectation or work ethic or focus or drive as you. I want to say that when I think about a support system, uh, and and my daughter has found me in the closet, I have, yes, now found myself in my own closet, which needs reorganized, and I have a very cute daughter who brought me to Hershey Kisses. That looks delicious. Thank you. Did you bring those for me? Yeah, at least one, I hope. But here's what I will tell you guys is a lot of times when my children are happy 
And, and I'll tell you, like, I, I know I said earlier, choose joy. And, and that comes a lot from children is when my kids are happy because they've gotten to be with grandma, because they have great teachers, because they, you know, have gotten to experience aunts and uncles, you know, spending time with them and, and asking them, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? And, you know, Hey, what can we take a walk together? And, uh, you know, my brother, Kenny, who loves to run, he was up here a few Sundays ago and we were visiting and we took a family walk. I think I posted a picture and Kimber, you know, decided to run kind of with my brother. And he's, I mean, basically as close to a professional runner as it, as it gets. And um, Kimber is running with him. And at the end of their run, she started, oh, my heart is hurting. I can't make it any longer. You know, can you please hold my hand and slow down? And he did, of course. And um, as they got closer to the house, she threw his hand out of hers and sprinted to the house so she could beat him. And Kenny in front of me and in front of Kimber said, she's a really good runner. Like she has what it takes and look at her competitive edge. And I don't know if that moment will shape her, you know, in 10 years or 15 years or at all. But I think those are the moments I live for. Those are the moments that make me so happy because I see there are people speaking life into her, giving her encouragement, reminding her of the things that she's great at or could be great at if she wants to. And and so when you, um, if you think of this, you know, podcast and you think, okay, I don't know if I really got any tangible tips. Um, I, I think the one thing that I've always just said is explain your dreams and your vision and your goal to as many people that will listen. And if your dream is to um, be a stay-at-home mom, tell people that. If your dream is to be, you know, able to do, you know, work and and be at home, you know, some of the time, great. I will be honest with you, I never really saw myself as a working mom. I kind of thought eventually at some point in my life, I'd stop working. And I think that that I, I, I could, I could totally stop working tomorrow if I wanted. But, but, um, and if you're thinking, wow, gosh, that must be really nice. I don't mean from a, like, we'd probably have to sell our house. We'd probably have to do some, make some different financial decisions. We probably would not be able to, you know, send our kids to private school. But I think that if that's what I wanted to do, then that's what I should do. But here's what I figured out is a lot of times what your gifts are, if it's pouring into people, I love pouring into my children. I also love the opportunity to be able to be able to work and live side by side with some very talented, amazing people. Uh, my co-manager, Janae, my boss, Tom. And I'll tell you guys, there was a moment when my mom and my stepdad finally reached Lima and I got the pump piece I needed and I I see them walking in and I see Tom saying, oh my gosh, but gosh, do you guys live around here? I didn't know. Amy didn't tell me that you guys were coming. How nice to meet you. See you again. Thank you. You know, and, and in front of me, as he was talking to them, he said something that it, it made me wonder how many people I will get to do this for in my career because it impacted my life in such a tremendous way. He complimented me. 
He said to my mom, Amy's an incredible leader. I'm so thankful to work for her, with her. She's one of the, you know, top managers in Ohio and it built my confidence and it fueled me and it and it made my mom feel very proud. And I'm thinking if he only knew why she was here right now, I'd be humiliated. And as I got my piece from her and I hugged her quickly and they looked around the store and I disappeared into the back, um, that moment of, of feeling the compliment and feeling somebody believing in me became kind of a vision that then fueled all the moments that I, as I go into a moment with a manager or a teammate, sometimes I'll go back to that moment and think how influential um, of a person do you decide to be each day? And sometimes we are, we're spending more time with some of our employees than we, than we may with our kids on any given week. And, and I think that becomes such a good responsibility to also prioritize the time when we do get to be together. So as Kimber's realizing that the vents in the closet probably haven't been cleaned in a while and that her Hershey's kiss tastes wonderful, um, I'm going to end with thank you for listening. Appreciate your time. And if you have any additional feedback, I I know everybody has some different angles and thoughts on this. It's a big topic, but appreciate you giving me the time and hope you enjoyed.